0: Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. Hello. <gasps> Hi! Yeah, you can hear me. Oh, I love this view so much better because I can see all your beautiful faces. And I can see the expectancy on them, and I'm so excited to be back. I'm back! Oh, it's so good to be back. I had such an amazing time with you. It feels like forever ago because the world has lost its mind, but um, it wasn't that long ago. And so I'm so excited to be with you all tonight. And um, before you ladies sit down, beautiful Pastor Kelly, I always pray. I'm like, God, give me a word. I want. I want to share a word over the pastor. And honestly, I wrote it out and I could have just given it to you, but I actually want all your girls to hear it as well. So just lift your hands to heaven and I'm just gonna share what the Lord spoke to me. And I know it's the Lord because I tried to interject my fleshly words in there for a minute and then he made me delete it. So, okay. I need you to know that man has not chosen you. God himself has chosen you, Pastor Kelly. He has put his word in one hand and a sword in the other. God is molding you and shaping you into a warrior lioness to lead these women. You will lead them into peace, but also into battle. You will show these women how to maintain their peace even in the midst of the battle. David was a shepherd and a worshiper. He loved God and he loved God's people. Some may have called him soft or weak, but David killed the bear and the lion in private. He did it alone and he was probably terrified. His family and the nation, and maybe even himself had no idea was on the inside of him. They shunned him, rejected him, and devalued him. But when the giant came for his city, and he came against the name of the Lord, his courage, his inner strength, and his anointing was revealed. As with David, so with you. The battles ahead will reveal who you truly are, a mighty warrior leading your people into healing and victory. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, beautiful Kelly. God bless this beautiful church. And as any great warrior has a great army beside her and behind her and all around you. So church ladies, that is your commission now to rally behind this great warrior chosen by God to help have victory in this city and in this nation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats, beautiful girls. And thanks so much, guys. Oh, or just you? Yes? I promise the Holy Spirit will stay when he leaves. I promise. You know, so when Pastor Kelly, when I, when I heard that it was Unshakable Conference, I didn't even have to ask pa- Pastor Kelly um, the reason she chose Unshakeable um, as the theme of this conference uh, because I don't even think the question needs to be asked. Because if you look at 2020 or what's been thereof of 2021, all it takes is two quick seconds to realize that things have been shaking, haven't they, ladies? Things have been shaking in our nation, in our government, in our communities, in our churches, in our homes, in our hearts. Things have been shaking, and I think we all wish the shaking would've stopped in 2020, but it hasn't. And it's continued, and we don't necessarily know when the shaking will cease. And we've all been rattled to some degree over the past 18 months. And and I don't think we could've avoided it because I don't think anyone was prepared for a global pandemic that hit our nation. No one could have prepared for that, right? But the word says, and I believe, that we can be unshakable. It says we can be steadfast and immovable no matter what is happening in the world or in our worlds. Amen? And so for tonight, my hope is that I would be able to have more of an impartation than just giving you more information. You know, I was with you girls last year and um, we talked about uh, evangelizing, we talked about reaching our neighbor and everywhere you go, like you're sent on a mission to reach people for Jesus and and uh, and I still live up to those things because my the gal that served me a glass of wine last night is coming on Sunday, praise the Lord. <laughs> No matter where you go, where I go, someone is getting invited to church. You cannot avoid it. And then we talked about how it's okay to not be okay, but that it's not okay to stay that way, right? And so I hope and I pray that the things that I talked about last time, we actually can now build upon and not necessarily have to go visit back those things. So I'm going to bring something a little different tonight. It's a little risky. And... It's a little strong, this isn't a safe message, ladies. So buckle up, buckle up. We gotta be big girls tonight. And uh, and at the end of the day, if you don't like it, Pastor Emma said she would receive all complaints. (laughs) She'll be speaking tomorrow. So let's pray. God, I thank you for this time. God, I thank you for the word that you've given me to share. God, I thank you that it's a prophetic message for what these ladies need to hear to prepare them for the next season. To prepare them not to fear them or to scare them, but God, to prepare them to be strong and bold and courageous in the things of the kingdom. So I pray that an impartation would fall upon these ladies tonight to fill them up with strength and courage and boldness, to be unshakable women in this day and this hour. Amen. 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 So the title of my message tonight is Heroes in Hiding. Heroes in Hiding. So I have three amazing kiddos. My daughter's nine, and my boys, about two weeks ago, just turned 13 and 14. And so from the time my boys were little, they loved to wrestle, but we called it tackle. They're like, I wanna tackle, I wanna tackle. And so they loved tackling so much, so we actually had to clear out our entire formal living room. There was no living room to speak of. We had to remove all the furniture from the center, center, and people would walk in, it was like, there was things along the outer parts of my, that room, but it was completely bare, so we could tackle. And so uh, I wanna show you, I have two quick video clips, just to give you an example of what this tackling looks like. Get him, don't mind, just get him, go. Get him. Get me. Get him, Holti. <laughs> <me. Stug> <laughs> nope, you guys. We don't kick, remember? Just wrestle. Push Pull get him. no whining. Come on. No whining. Get him, Holti. Come on. <laughs> So, okay. I think we have one when so they're a little they're bit older. Do I don't know what he was saying. Every time, Boss, suck, and then he would go at him. I don't even know. Now you're, going down. now you're going down. I know. Is this bad parenting? Oh, my goodness. So this was like, daily, multiple times a day. And it wasn't just them. So mom got in on the action, dad got in on the action. So I grew up playing tackle, with my boys. They would run full speed at you and in their superhero costumes. And then, But at the end of the day, I wasn't really shaken because I knew they were coming. I could hear them coming. And and they were really little, so the blows didn't really take me out. But as any good mother would do, you act like they're so strong that they knock you over. So I'd fall over and then their little punches, pew, 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 pew. I would act like they were finishing me off. And then I and so here's the thing, when they were little, I could totally take it, but now they're 13 and 14. And I have a sh- quick photo of something I took just two weeks ago when I got home from, uh, we had two cherished conferences back to back, and there's a photo of them. I left for conference, they were shorter than me, and then when I got back from conference, they were taller than me. I'm not sure if you have that photo, you'll just have to take my word for it. They are now um, a couple inches over my head, so. And that happened, literally, they both went through growth spurts, so the day I got home from conference, I had to take them shopping, again, for clothes and shoes. Anyways, pray for me. And they're both the same size, so there are no hand-me-downs in my house. So, so the boys still love to tackle, but at the end of the day, they are getting stronger than me, but I have better strategies. I grew up with four siblings, and I know how to pin you ever so where I, I crush your, um, like the real sensitive points so they can't get up. And then I know how to shake my hair over their face, like the best of them, or like start the spit thing. Like that is not above me. I am sorry, I am in it to win it, okay? So their strength may overtake me, but my strategy overtakes them. But honestly, they are getting a lot stronger now. They've been going to the gym with their dad. And, and I realize now they probably could take me, but I don't tell them that. So now I just pretend I don't want to tackle, and so I'm always like, "Mom doesn't want to tackle." I'm tired. I'm getting older. Na, na, na. So because I won't participate anymore, the only time we tackle is when my boys catch me unprepared. So those little turkeys will come full speed at me from behind, but they, at least they wait till I'm by my bed or the couch, and they just ram into me, and I, then they pinned me down. I was like, of course you pinned me down, I didn't know you were coming. And they won't let me go until I cry for help from John, my husband, and then he'll, you'll just hear from the kitchen, boys, leave your mom alone. <laughs> so now the only time they truly can take me out is when I'm unprepared. And so, I want to tell you tonight that we need to be prepared if we're gonna be unshakable. We've gotta be prepared. And I want us to be so unshakable that whether the hits are big or small, they will not knock us off our feet, amen? So I hate to be the bearer of bad news, ladies, but the battle's here. The battle's here for our freedom, for our families, for our religion, for this nation. And it may not have yet fully come to your territory, like it has in California or Washington where Pastor Emma's from, but I need you to understand something, that it's coming, and we got a little caught off guard And it was very, it's one hit after the other, and now we're just trying to stay above water and fight things that have already been taken and have to fight to get them back. But you have the opportunity to be proactive so you actually can keep the territory that God has given you. And then we'll talk about forcefully advancing the kingdom. But I need everyone to understand, and everyone thinks, well, they can, we've had a lot of people leave California, move to other states, and this, or guess what? Tyranny does not stop at state lines. It does not stop at states at state lines. I heard from um, one of your girls that we've already started here with the mandatory vaccinations for healthcare workers. So it already started. That's where it started with us. And now it's every corporation, now it's every employer, every school teacher, and now every child aged five, five and up. Vaccinated to enter establishments to purchase goods and services, And there's a movement starting where doctors will not treat you, they will not give you medical care unless you've complied with mandates. So I need to prepare you ladies. I don't want these hits to knock you off your feet. You have an opportunity we didn't have in California because it came too hard and too fast and we weren't prepared. But it doesn't have to be your story here. I want you to be able to stand and stand firm and stand strong when the devil comes at you with all of his plans and his schemes. And why do I say it's the devil's work? Well, his signature's all over it. You look around at what's happening in the world, fear, control, manipulation, loss of freedom, coercion. That's not God's signature, that's the devil's signature. And he doesn't wanna just take some of your territory. He won't be satisfied until he gets all your territory. But I need you ladies to know tonight that the only only territory he is allowed to take is the territory you allow him to take. You don't have to let him take your territory. Joshua 1.3 says this. Every place the sole of your foot treads, I have given you, and the Bible says that we have all authority over all the power of the enemy. If we have all the power over the enemy, then why we let him take our stuff? Cuz we let him. Enough is enough. Pastor Becky. You're scaring me. You're not making me feel better. I actually feel worse. Well. What I'm saying may not right in the moment make you feel better, but you will be better. And this message is not to promote fear. Absolutely not quite the contrary. Ladies, 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the worlds and you carry the name of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2, 9 and 10 says that we've been given the name that's above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those that are beneath the earth, amen? Amen. Yet when the enemy comes for God's people, his truth, his ways, and our territory, he's always looking for a hero. He's always looking for a hero. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel twenty-two twenty-nine 29 through 30, the people of the land have used oppression, committed robbery, and mistreated the poor and needy, and they wrongfully oppress the stranger. So I sought for a man or a woman among them. A man or a woman, think about that. One among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. The saddest line in the Bible, but I found no one. Because here's the thing. Everyone wants everyone else to be the hero. Everyone's just hoping someone else is gonna pick up that hero mantle. But I am here to tell you, ladies, you are hero, heroes, ladies. My city heroes. You are it. You are it. And I'll tell you why I'm confident in that. And here's the thing, you may be shaking right now, you may be hiding a little bit, but I want you to understand that most of the heroes in the Bible were hiding when God called them out to be heroes. Think about Moses. He was hiding in the desert for 40 years. 40 years he was hiding and God showed up to him in a burning bush and he called him out to be the hero of God's people. And he rescued over two million Israelites from slavery in Egypt. He was hiding, he didn't want to do it. He felt unqualified, he felt disqualified, he felt inadequate. And the thing I love about this, this story the most is he wasn't even around the oppression. He was nowhere in proximity. He had escaped and he was having his happy little life with his happy little wife in the desert He wasn't being oppressed, he wasn't enslaved, yet God chose him, someone that was removed from the oppression to go back and set those free that were enslaved. What about Gideon? Gideon also hiding in a wine press. Threshing wheat, trying to make enough food for himself because he didn't want the enemies to steal it because the enemy had come into the promised land and it says was making their lives miserable because of the oppression and he was so scared and he's hiding trying to make a little bit of food and I love what the angel says. He says, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. It's like, you know, i a wine press, hiding because I'm terrified. And I was hoping you wouldn't find me. But God chose Gideon to rescue his people. He's like, I'm the wrong guy. I'm not a mighty man, I'm a wuss, I'm hiding. And he said he was the weakest of his tribe and the weakest in his household. An unlikely candidate, that Gideon. He never thought of himself as taking up a major role in saving his nation, but God chose Gideon. Let's talk about Esther, let's mix it up with the lady. Esther, Esther was comfortable. Queen Esther was in the palace, living with luxury and ease and all the privileges that her status and position gave her. Yet when she heard of an evil, wicked plan to take out all of God's people, she had a decision to make. She had to decide if she was gonna risk her own life and go before the king and hope to save God's people or she would temporarily spare her own life while God's people perished. And Mordecai, her uncle, says this to her in Esther 4.14. For if you, Esther, remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise from the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows? whether you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. For such a time as this. What a privilege to be alive in this time. It is a privilege to be alive in this time. Because you know what that tells me about God thinks of you? God knew what was gonna be happening in the earth in this very hour, and he chose you to be born into it because he actually believes that you have what it takes to rescue this nation. He has so much confidence in you. You just have to not have confidence in yourself, but confidence in him. God entrusted us at this very time to bring the truth and the light and his kingdom to a earth that is in such tumultuous times. There's gonna be history books written about us. I'm pumped for those, by the way. But I think it could read one of two ways, depending how this goes. History books might say, the generation that saved a nation from destruction. Or, the generation that sat by and let their nation be destroyed. So do you wanna be a hero, or do you wanna hide? Who wants to be a hero? Come on, who's a little scared to be a hero? Yes, let's go! I know, I know, the ones that didn't raise their their hand, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Pastor Becky, what are you talking about? I can't even manage my own life, my own worries, my own stresses, and daily frustrations, and you're telling me? I have to be worried about the problems of the world? No way, no way! And I know what you're even thinking right now. So stressed? I forgot to get my kids food to make the lunches. I tried on so many flippin' outfits, I'm gonna have to walk them to a messy room. What's the state of the house? I guarantee you my husband's not watching him. I bet they're destroying it, and I'm gonna have to clean it all up. Or what about, oh, my husband's probably gonna wanna have sex with me when I get home. Oh my gosh. I just wanna have a girls weekend. I'm tired. Oh, Peggy, and here's the thing, ladies. Even if you weren't tired, you probably wouldn't want to have sex anyways because your mind's already consumed with all these stresses and worries, and there's no way you can get in the mood tonight because you're already worried about the troubles of tomorrow. And no wonder why we feel tired all the time. Our mind's always racing. It's always racing. And on top of that, Pastor Becky, I'm anxious about the future. What if I have to get vaccinated? What if my kids can't go back to school? What if What if I have to get vaxxed or, or I lose my job? What if the world shuts down again? What if it's the end of the world? What if I have to shut down my business? And I can't pay my bills or feed my family? What if, what if, what if? What if solutions? Let me set you free. You don't have to do any of those things. You don't have to do any of those things. We don't bow our knees to overreaching tyrants. When did God's people ever do that? Absolutely not. We don't serve them, they serve us, and we need it's time we remind them. How far will they go? As far as we let them. It's up to us how much freedom we get to live with. How far are we gonna let them go? Solutions to those problems, homeschool. Oh, I never wanted to be a homeschool mom. Here I am, killing it. (laughs) I don't have time. None of us have time. But we can do it. With the support of other mamas. Can't do it by ourselves we can do with the support of other mamas, best decision I ever made, because my kids are not being indoctrinated to hate America, and be perverse, and oh, all the things that's being taught right now. Another solution, without sounding insensitive, lose the job, lose the job. Who's your provider? Who is your provider? Man is not your provider, your employer is not your provider, God is your provider. Do you think he's gonna leave you destitute and bankrupt? God has a plan. He's got a better job for you. And you also have a church community that will support you. Yeah. Don't bow your knee. Yeah. What if the rest of the world shuts down? You don't have to. Who says? Who says? You don't have to. What we found in San Diego, the businesses that refused to back down made more money than they'd ever seen in their life because they had a few brave soldiers willing to uh, live under their constitutional rights to pursue life, liberty, and, and, and happiness. Uh, when, I, when I see people that can't feed their families, they ain't happy. You have a right to pursue happiness. No dictator gets to tell you you can't support your family and you have to shut down the, your life's work that you put all your money into. You don't have to shut down. And then, the, and then your friends here are gonna go support your businesses. We're gonna support one another, amen? Will you be hated for standing? Probably. Most likely. Yes. Yes, you will. You'll just get used to it now. But the good thing is, you'll be hated by the right people. You're gonna be hated by the right people and loved by the right people, amen? But Pastor Reggie, I cannot, I cannot imagine being unshakable with anything you're saying, let alone my normal life and let alone all these world problems. It's just not in me. So now I get to tell you a little bit about myself. Years ago, I was that person. Basically, all those examples were from my own life. You're welcome. (laughs) That was me, daily, just... Everything stressed me. It was overwhelming. And I remember it was in a season living in that way. That was my foundation. And uh, am I already there? Oh, okay. Wow. So Pastor Leanne, so I, I was already in that. Actually, can I not have mood music right now? Will that be amazing? That'd be amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Holy Spirit's still here. Don't freak out. So, Sorry, you're amazing. Let's give him a hand, yes. He's actually really great. So I was doing all those things, stressed about everything, all of this. And then uh, it, was, it was like in a two-week period, it was like my, my microwave broke, my oven broke, my steam mop broke, every appliance in my house broke. And I was already losing my mind and I was spending all this money. And then that morning when I was already on the brink of losing it, I woke up and my washer was leaking all over my floor completely lost my mind. And who do I call? My best friend and my pastor, Pastor Leanne. And so I immediately was like, the devil's attacking me! And so I'm just going on and on and on. She just listens to me. And she, she responds very calmly, very calmly. She says, Becky, I don't underestimate that the enemy is having its way a bit while the enemy may be causing it I believe God is allowing it. He said, you can't let things like this unravel you. God is using this to stretch your capacity. If you crumble under these little circumstances, how can God trust you with more? To increase your influence, to increase your ministry. If you're not able to navigate through normal life stresses, this will be the ceiling over your life. Yes, and I'm like, some friend, you are. I was waiting for the poor you, this and that. And, and No, but here's the thing. If it would have been the first time I acted like that, I would have got that response. But this was a pattern in my life. When a little bit of too much of life happened to me, I freaked out, and I was paralyzed and couldn't take on anything else. And so because this has been a pattern, I needed a spanking. She need, I needed a spiritual spanking to let me know that I needed to grow up in this area because here's the thing. Many of us learn to cope this way. How do we do it? How do we cope so stressed? But we do. We cope. And, and I, I just need to say that the, the days of coping, ladies, it has to be done. It has to be done. Because as believers, the world is requiring so much more of us. It's requiring so much more of us. We cannot be unraveled at these little things. And honestly, we are wearing ourselves out. We're wearing our husbands out. We are wearing our children out. It's exhausting. And we don't have to live like this anymore. So enough is enough. And Pastor Emma was just telling me earlier that it's time for y'all to put on your big girl panties and grow up. Can you believe she said that? (laughs) Jeez, Emma, harsh. But if you wanna do big things in life, you cannot let little things get to you. If you wanna do big things in life, you can't let little things get to you. So here's the thing, We've gotta, if, we're gonna, if we're going to change the world and step out and come out from hiding, we have to learn how to manage our normal life circumstances and stresses so that we can actually ta- take on the world's problems and be heroes. And what I find in a lot of these circumstances, the root of all of those behaviors, all of those unhealthy behaviors I discussed is fear. We're afraid. Fear makes us anxious, fear makes us controlling, We're filled with worries, control, timidity, and all these other unhealthy behaviors. And at some point, at some point in our lives, fear came knocking and we opened the door and we invited him into our house. And now he's so comfortable there, he doesn't have to knock anymore because he has his seat at your table. You know, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4 through five, for our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So I wanna ask, has fear become a stronghold in our life because we didn't cast out the lie when it came knocking? Have we exalted a lie above the knowledge of God in any area of our life? Where are we believing the lie? Yes, good timing. Where are we believing the lie where God has the truth for us? Have we learned to take these fearful thoughts captive like the Bible says? Picture that word for a minute, captive. You capture something. A lie comes in and you can't just let it ponder and run rampant around your mind. You have to actually capture it and identify it. No, that is not in agreement with the Word of God. That's a lie. I am not gonna let it take root and I'm gonna boot it out and I will then replace it with the Word of God. We have to learn to take every thought captive. Fear is a great conversationalist but it's not one that's going to help you in life. I want us to think about this just for a moment. In what area of our life are we believing a lie instead of the truth? What area? Probably more than one for most of us, including myself. I'd just love if everyone would just stand, I wanna just have a, a, A ministry moment around this right now. Think about that. Where have you allowed fear to take your faith, to take your hope, to take your strength and your confidence? Go ahead and just close your eyes and turn your palms, just turn your palms to heaven. What lie have I been believing, Lord? Is there fear around your finances? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Have I had fear because I believed a lie around my health? By his stripes, you, are healed it is god's will to heal you you can't be healed if you believe god gave it to you and you deserve it god cannot give you something he does not have jesus was god's will and action in the earth and jesus went around healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil Don't believe a lie, healing is your portion. Do you fear being alone? The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And I think sometimes we can take things into our own hands like Abraham did with Sarah and he he temporarily settled for an Ishmael instead of waiting for an Isaac. Delight yourself on the Lord, ladies. Do you fear being barren? God just reminded me of this scripture this morning. In the beginning, when he says be fruit, man and woman came together, his design, marriage. And then he says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. It was actually a command to the couple. So if God, asks us to do something he's gonna make a way for us to do it so has the enemy been lying to you that it can't happen no god commanded me to do it and by golly i will through jesus christ do you fear man are you are you fearing the man that can take your body and not god that can take your body and soul the bible says why do you care what they think anyways you aren't what man says about you. You are who what God says about you. And he thinks you're fabulous. I fear not being accepted or finding my place. Fooey God has a place for every single one of you. You being here does not catch him by surprise. He has a plan. He has a purpose. Don't believe the lies. And this is a big one, moms fear over the safety of their children. I need you to know that God did not give you the most beautiful gift in all the earth for you to then be fearful about it each and every day and be consumed with worry and anxiety. You can sleep at night, because the Bible says God never sleeps or slumbers. He's watching over your loved ones. He's watching over them. And this is a big one. People have fear because they've, they've had negative experiences. And somehow, someway, this one negative experience, it didn't turn out out how they thought, they concluded that God was not trustworthy. And now they have a belief system that God can't fully be trusted. Here's the thing, ladies. If what happened to you was not good, it was not from God. Only good and perfect gifts come from above. Too many of us have been putting the God signature on the devil's work. I wanna pray, and we're gonna repeat a declaration together. Is that okay? Let's go. I'm gonna pray over you first. God, I silence every lie that these women have believed. I silence the voice of the enemy, and I tell you that you will be quiet. You will not taunt, you will not torment, you will not speak into their hearts and to their minds. I break your power over their life. I break the power of these lies out working in their lives. And I tell you right now, spirit of fear, you leave these ladies in Jesus' name. You cannot stay. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind in Jesus' name. Repeat after me, ladies. Tonight, I renounce any lie or ungodly belief that I have come into an agreement with i break the power the lies had over my life i rebuke them now in jesus Every tormenting spirit that I have given access to in my life, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Every tormenting spirit that has robbed me of my peace, robbed me of my sleep, and robbed me of my strength and my joy. Spirit of fear, you leave me now. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Now I declare, I am strong, I am courageous, I am unafraid of the circumstances of what man will say or will do to me. I will be fearless because you are with me. my pastor gave me that spanking I needed so many years ago. I had to grow up. Enough was enough, Becky. Stop. The world needs more from you. And if she wouldn't have spanked me back then to grow up, I would have never been standing over these past 18 months. I had no idea the strength that I would need to carry, to carry the church, my family, my nation, my state. I had to be so strong. Back then I wouldn't have had the strength, but now I do. And I'll say these things. I had to, and I use the word I had to on purpose, because when you become a believer, I don't see any other way around it than for us to pick up our cross and be the light of the world. (laughs) I had to push back mandates that were unconstitutional to reopen church. I had to leave grocery carts in stores because I was removed because I refused to give up any ounce of my freedom and bow my knee to tyranny. I had to stay standing when the the media lied about us each and every week, cameras in and outside of our building projecting lies that we were killing people, that we were ungodly and uncaring and evil. Every week, I had to be steady when the FBI arrived on my front porch accusing my husband of storming the Capitol. I gave them a piece of my mind. I couldn't let the pain of some of my dearest friends accuse me of being a racist when I refused to stand up for wicked propaganda. I had to stand before school boards to stop the most aggressive sex curriculum that you will ever hear, ever. I can't even say the things they're teaching our children from this stage. And I couldn't give up when I had to have a conversation with my kids that mommy and daddy might be arrested. And I had to wipe away their tears every time the police showed up when we were having a church service. And reassure them that no matter what happened, mommy and daddy were going to be okay because we were fighting for their future and we were fighting for their freedom. And on the same day, we had spent months rallying to recall our wicked governor. Overnight, with no notice, our county council board decided to name my city, the city of San Diego, the champions of death. The champions of abortion, that's their words, the champions, we're championing it. And when I was tired, because I'd been up all night with sirens and riots and all these things, I had to walk into the county building and do this. My name is Becky Heinrichs, and I'm a pastor at Awaken Church in San Diego. I'm wearing a necklace today that contains three sets of footprints, two blue and one pink for my three living children. But there should be four sets of footprints in this necklace. But there isn't because 27 years ago, I ended a pregnancy and abortion. And from someone that made that choice, I need to let you know that this is not healthcare. There's nothing caring about it. Healthcare is meant to bring healing and life, not death and pain to the helpless. It was definitely not caring when you championed me, a scared 17-year-old girl without a parent's consent that was able to walk into an abortion clinic and kill my child as a child. I had no idea how much trauma that choice would cause me because no one wants to be honest about those things. For 15 years, I suffered and kept that secret. I suffered with anxiety, depression, shame, and I attempted to commit suicide on one occasion, which is no surprise because women that go through an abortion are 34% more likely to suffer anxiety and 155% more likely to commit suicide. And the statistics go on. Do we really want to be known as the champions of death? Do we really want to be known as the champions of destroying women's mental, emotional, and spiritual health? So I want to serve you notice today that you don't actually get to declare a thing over a city that you do not own. And today I will declare in the name of the Lord that this city is a city known for life and not death. I come against every demonic, wicked spirit of death, destruction, and suicide, and every Jezebelic, Molech spirit that has been operating in your lives and in this city. And I rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare life over this city. I declare children being born into homes where they're loved and accepted, and valued, and I silence the wicked voice that you carry within you, and I declare that you will not have peace in your sleep until you turn from your wicked ways. Amen. Did I want to do that? No. It's tough to always put yourself out there to be hated by men. But I don't believe I have a choice to stay hidden. We don't have a choice to stay hidden when we become a believer. We are the light bearers, the truth carriers, and the hope of the world. If I stayed hidden, what if we all stayed hidden? There'd be no light, there would be only darkness. So ladies, the world requires more of you. The world needs more from us to pick up our mantle as heroes for this nation and this generation to stand up and speak the truth. We can't bow our knee to tyrannical governments. You've got what it takes, ladies. You've got what it takes. And I believe tonight, I really believe tonight that we are coming out of hiding. We're going to come out of hiding and the heroes are coming. Thank you so much for listening today. And we want to give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.